two. One. Barbecue. Three, two, one. Barbecue. Three, two, one. Barbecue. Three, two, one. Hello, you are listening to Barbecue 321 Pitmaster Interviews, Episode 12. Today we sit down with Jackie and Tim Milligan, the dynamic pitmasters behind Team Chupacabra. We jump into their behind-the-scenes experiences shooting a TV show while competing. We discover how this duo ventured into the competitive barbecue world. Plus, we chat about the evolving barbecue competition landscape with more women stepping up to the smoker and the ever-changing flavor trends. Jackie spills some golden advice on consistency and the art of reading the judges, and they tell us why in the world of barbecue, it's all about savoring the journey and embracing your failures. So grab your apron and tongs. It's time for episode 12. One. Barbecue, three, two, one. We are here with Team Chupacabra, Pitmasters Jackie and Tim Milligan. So happy to see you guys. Hello. Nice, nice <laughs> to see you again, too. want to kind of start off by asking, you know, how was your experience shooting with Barbecue USA? We had a great time shooting with the shooting with the film crew. You know, it was it's different to see it on the backside of it. You know, there's so many things that actually happen that people don't actually realize goes on. <laughs> it was, it was, I'm really comfortable being at a cook-off, but when you see a camera crew and then Michael Simon show up at your trailer, I kind of like dropped everything. <laughs> so I was like, uh, in shock. But it was great, fantastic. I loved having him. I have, I loved having the crew. It was a great experience. So tell me a little bit more about the Briscoe Ranch. We've done the Briscoe Ranch cook-off for probably about the past four or five years. When It was a really small cook-off in the beginning, and then it just kind of blew up. And right now it's one of the premier cook-offs in the state of Texas. Wade Carpenter puts on a, a really great event with the Texas Cattle Women's Association. And they got plenty of judges. There's always a lot of good cooks, a lot of turnouts. There's people come from out of the state for this event. It's one of the last events of the year. And people, that's how they kick off the end of the season. Yeah, it's like Christmas for barbecue. You don't want to miss it. You, know, you guys have been there a bunch of years. How have you fared over the years? Over the past few years, we've done pretty decent. We've had higher calls. This year, for some reason, you know, the barbecue flavor profile cycles up and down. So, you know, you might be a GC one weekend, and then the next weekend, you're like, what happened to that? But in the years past, we've been pretty decent. We were happy with our turn-ins. But it, in the end, it's always up to the judges. Yeah. This year, this event, they did the fajitas ancillary, and you two actually competed against each other. How was that? How did that come about? <laughs> well, theirs is one of those uh, things where we have created differences. And I had an idea that I wanted to try to execute, and so did she. So we were able to just do two entries on that. And I think I scored a little higher than her in fajitas. No, you didn't. Well. No, you didn't. <laughs> Anyhow, it was interesting. Michael was, he was like, seriously, you're going to compete against your wife? Why not? You know, I got her started in this. I could take her out of this. Jackie, what do you think about that? Yeah, like, he tries. He <laughs> I tries try. E for effort, but I can't shoot him down all the time. He's my dishwasher, so I got to be next to him. So t let's back up a little bit. Tell me, how did you, you guys get into competitive barbecue world? Uh, well, it started off, I was on a barbecue team for about three years. And after three years of you know, kind of learning the ropes, I decided I want to go out on my own and start cooking. So I started my own team and I cooked with my brother-in-law once or twice. And then it was just me. And then I brought in Jackie and to do my ancillary. She'd do my desserts or my chef choices. And our son would actually do the cook-offs as well. 
in the kids kids queue. So after a while, she thinks I can do this. I say, all right, well, give it a shot. Well, for Mother's Day, I think I gave her a barbecue class, and the very next event, she competed for GC, her first event out. Wow. Yeah. What event? What event do you, do you remember? What event that was? That was. It was the Canyon Lake Cookoff. Yeah, it was Damn Red Barn Cookoff. I think is what it was called. But it was so super hot. You're on the water. It's so humid. But I almost died. <laughs> I almost died that day. <laughs> it was just heat exhaustion. Wow. So we've been at, we've been at it for a few years now. That's great. I think four. I think probably twelve, fourteen in total. Well, for you. For me. Yeah. And how, Jackie? How about you? How long have you been? It's been, a, it's been five years for me, including the the COVID years when nothing happened. So timeline twenty eighteen to today, including the COVID years. Yeah, and then you know, so so now you guys are doing it together. How do you divide duties now? <laughs> Basically, Jackie has become the head cook of Team Chupacabra. She won that right. We actually competed against each other again for that, title. for that title of head cook for the company. Jackie beat me in one of the contests. And so it's like, okay, you're the head cook. You do what you need to do. So I did my husbandly duties. I backed the side and support her as much as I can, which means I drive the truck. I purchase things that we need to purchase. And of course, I have to wash dishes. <laughs> but if I cook, she has to wash my dishes. That's fair. That's fair. So now you have a good run going. Are you guys? Are you doing? You're doing this full time, or you guys do this on the weekends? This is a hobby for us. We actually have full time jobs, and we travel as much as we can. We go out of state numerous times. We've been to Alabama. We've been to the American Royal in Kansas City. We're actually signed up again to go again this year. Um, we travel all over the state of Texas. I love my husband. We love spending time with each other. It's a great thing that we do, even though we're competitive against each other sometimes. It, it's great. It used to be where my job was here and, and this was a hobby, barbecue was a hobby. Now it's like, okay, here's the barbecue and here's my job. And I love my boss. He's been so gracious, giving me all this time off when I when we have to travel out of state. And he'll tell he always says, Jackie, one day I'm gonna see you on TV. Well, I think he manifested that because here we are. I'm gonna be on TV. And we're telling I work at a dental office. He's telling all our patients, Jackie's gonna be on TV. And we have TVs in our rooms and so sure enough, he's gonna he's gonna plug us in. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. That's great. That's great. And it has to, you have to have that kind of situation, I think, because the barbecue does start taking up a lot of your time, right? Like it's, it's a big part of, you know, just even preparing for the events. Right, right. We're, we typically, we start about a week out for an event starting on the, the weekend before, start stockpiling whatever we would need, do our meat prep by Wednesday, Thursday, and then have everything loaded. And some days we'll leave from work. Some days we'll take off work on Fridays and leave then. It depends mm -hmm. on how far the contest is. I was going to say, are you primarily staying in Texas? I know you said you're going to Alabama and Kansas City, but for the most We're primarily majority. in Texas. We travel out of state for bigger events. We would like to do more, but we're trying to figure out a way that we can actually start traveling farther out of state. I mean, is that an eventual goal too? Like, you know, are you guys doing the rubs and the sauces? I know that's a big thing or sponsorship no, or anything like that. No, sir. We're, we're just, com 
we're focused on competing. We're lucky enough to have one of the best sponsors out there, Two Gringos Chupacabra Rubs. They have numerous types of rubs and sauces. I think they have about eight or nine rubs on the market. Uh, Mr. Alton Paris is a great person. He supports the barbecue community with everything he's got. Our goal is to represent the company and show these people that these are not just your average everyday rubs. You can win on a competition trail with them. So tell me, uh, let's do a thing I call top tips. We'll go through each meat. Top tips, chicken. I like the what I call a Snapchat chicken, and everybody knows what a Snapchat chicken is if if they've come across my path. Um, it's basically a scratchcock chicken, but I do really well with it. So, and I always stay at a four pound bird. I don't I don't go too much higher than that. Okay, stay at a four pound bird. I like that. What about you, Tim? I prefer. Well, you get a juicier cook a chicken with a spatchcock chicken like that but presentation wise i like to do the chicken halves that's that's a pretty good deal you just got to watch the temperature on them and you we actually cook our chicken super hot we'll cook our chicken 350 400 degrees sometimes on a weber and in texas you're doing mostly half chickens or do you guys do thighs or we're all half chickens now recently in champions barbecue alliance which we're a part of they have just switched to you can cook anything chicken you can cook chicken thighs, wings, legs, as long as it's not shredded. So it's kind of along the same lines as the KCBS chicken. Are you thinking about so, changing up or stay with half? I have tried to change up. It gives you more practice for KCBS, but I didn't succeed with it. I mean, and we've done okay with KCBS chicken thighs. Jackie just prefers to the half chickens or the Snapchat chickens. I roll with what I know. I, I very seldom change something up unless it's not walking for me if it's not walking the stage you know like okay let's try a different technique or method or pit <laughs> right mix it up all right top tip ribs ribs good quality ribs and we pull the membranes a lot of people have a thought about that yes or no we like pulling membranes and trimming down and just cooking exactly what you need for that turn-in box nice thick meaty ribs some of those are kind of hard to find that are straight, but you deal with what you got. And it's also, I, we go by weight on ribs just as much as a chicken. So we look for a close to a four pound rack as we can and trim them down to their uh, at least nine bones in a rack. All right, top tip, pork. We started doing whole pork butts and I think we whittle them down to just pretty much focusing on money muscles now. Everybody's saying money muscle is what gets you paid, and it has worked really well for us. Their margin for error is not as great as if you have a full-size pork butt, but we mainly concentrate on just the money muscle side of it. We're cooking prairie fresh pork butts as well as prairie fresh ribs, and that's what we like to stick with for our competition stuff. So yeah. we'll work uh, we'll work mainly the money muscle side of it. What about Jackie? Any Any tips on pork? I would say to keep it as simple as possible with the pork. You don't want to overpower that meat because it's pretty tender. And if it's cooked just right, you're going to do great with it. So I would say just keep it simple. Don't sauce it too much. Keep an eye on that temp because if you go beyond the 204 range, you, you get a little mushy and that's not going to do well. So you really have to baby it. What about top tip brisket? Ooh, well, we're, oh. we're from Texas, and brisket is king, as everybody knows. 
our go-to brisket is Snake River Farms. I will search this entire town looking for just the right size brisket. And typically the right size brisket for us is about 15 to 20 pounds pre, pre-trimming weight. And we'll trim it down to get our right size, which I consider right size, right around 10 to 12 pounds. And that's what we like to cook with. Yes, we'll stick with the snake is throughout all of our cook-offs. We do really well. We have more uh, room for error, too. It's, as strange as it sounds, it, if you go over the temp, you're not going to dry it out. There's so much flavor and fat in that brisket. You have more space for error than you would a prime, where if you go over the temp on a prime, you will, you can dry it out. Yeah, we stick with Wagyu briskets. We just love the flavor profile of them. A lot of people get kind of cringy on it, how much they cost. You're looking anywhere from 150 to $200 a brisket, but it, it, they're just great pieces of meat. There's not saying you can't get a good flavor out of a prime, but we just prefer the Wagyu's. All right. Ancillaries. I know I heard you talking about steak there, Jackie, and desserts. What, what Do you guys tend to do all the ancillaries or do you hold back? What, what's your strategy there? If, if, there, if there's an ancillary, I, I love it because you can be creative in the box. You don't have to turn it in, in a little styrofoam clamshell box. Uh, I love desserts. I always do my cheesecakes on the Rectex. Always walk it. Always walk the stage with it. Let's see for jackpot meats it would be a steak unless there's a steak category do really well with that we also cook wagyu steaks as well and uh, <laughs> we, we, we become snobs we don't go to steak houses anymore we if we're gonna eat a steak we're cooking we'll cook our own steak <laughs> are you guys when you guys are going to the royal are you doing any of the ancillary stuff there the beans and all the you know, they have a lot of different categories I think we're going to go ahead and do that this year again. Last year we did it, and as you saw, it's just the two of us that go on these trips. So on Saturday, we're, we are really busy with eight turn-ins in one day. So you do your four meets and then your three or four ancillaries on the side for Saturday. You're busy the entire yeah. day. Yeah, the dishes stack up pretty fast. <laughs> pretty well, fast. Trip, I know we, we met up with you. You love it. I know we met up with you guys down at Briscoe Ranch, but we American Royal is going to be the premiere episode. And we followed another group of teams through that for this past year. This year coming up, you know, I'll be excited to see who, who, how everybody does. Now that we've, we've met so many different teams, it's great to see how everyone keeps going. So let me ask you this. You've been involved 15 years. Jackie, you've been involved five. How has the competition world been changing over the last few years? Have you guys noticed a change or? Oh, yes, we have noticed a big change. You know, back when I first started, there was a bunch of guys that stood around and drank beer and cook and stuff like that. And, you know, there were so many great parties that were out there. But the more you, the more you, more you cook, the more you realize, hey, I'm not here to party. I'm here to win this thing. It's when the women started showing up that the men were like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What, what is she doing here? So, yeah, I think. Being in the circuit, I was one of the, I wouldn't say the founder, or, or I would say one of the first female cooks in the area to really show up when it comes to cook-offs. And, and at first, you know, I was scared of these guys. These are big, tall cowboys. And I'm, what, 100 pounds, almost five feet tall. And when I first walked, they were like, well, who's that lady? And they know me now. They actually nicknamed her that lady. Who is that lady? So 
things have changed so much. There's so many classes that have come out there by really great, great talented cooks and flavor profiles have changed. They go up and down. Sometimes it's sweet, sometimes it's spicy. You just kind of got to follow the circuit, see what it's going to do for the year. There is more women out in the circuit. There are a lot more women cooks. Than there was when he was doing it. What would be, you know, a piece of advice you'd give somebody who's just starting out now? Pay attention to details because the the details are what's going to bring you to the top. Be there and have a focused goal. You know, I want to be here to win. I want to be here to have a good time. But, you know, I want to turn in something pleasing for the judges and run a flavor profile for four or five cooks before you change anything. Remain consistent. If you change it every cook off, you don't know what's going to happen. You got to let it run a little bit and then you got to change it. As a pro tip from a woman's standpoint, I would say keep a barbecue diary, which has the results, has recipes of, of, and timelines of cooks. And so there's no second guessing because if you don't cook for a while, then you go back and cook, you're like, oh, I missed the step. And you wouldn't know. But if you have your handy Bible, barbecue Bible, you know, hey, I used this sauce this day for ribs and it worked out great for me. I'm going to do that again. And also stay with your weights. If you cook with a 15-pound brisket, stick with the 15-pound brisket. Measurements are always the same. Even the amount of seasoning is always the same. In my shakers, I don't I don't just pour out of the bottle. I have a measurement in a shaker. Yeah. I exactly how much I'm using at every category for every cook off. So how much of it is a science for you and how much of it is it just you get the feel? Well, barbecue cook offs is a mixed bag. You have the barbecue science of it, the geography of where you're going, the climate of how the pits are going to work, the meats that you're working with. It's marketing. It's a, it's a lot. It's a mixed bag. It's everything. Jackie always likes walking around. When you get to a cook-off, after your first turn-in is done, she likes looking at the judges, and she kind of got a good tale of, like, is it men or women, young, old? You know, what are they – what are, who's back there judging it? Because then you can kind of adjust a little bit at the end to kind of help your finishing process along. Yes. For example, if we go to a cook-off and you know that it's a retirement community, there's a bunch of elderly people there, they need that extra salt and they need that food a little bit softer because they may not have all their teeth. So, you know, you got an edge when you scope out your your judging crew. <laughs> and on the other hand, if you have a younger crowd, uh, you know there's a lot of beer drinkers. And so you want a lot of sauce on your food. So <laughs> that's what I noticed with a younger crowd. Wow. That's, there you go. There, there's your top tip. Check out the judges. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pro tip. Yeah. I, I used to be a rookie and I did a lot of rookie mistakes, but I live and learn. I love that. Let me uh, have a couple more questions for you. Tell me about the different festivals you go to. Like what, obviously we met you at Frisco Ranch and that's one you've been coming to a bunch. What are some of the other top festivals you guys like going to? <laughs> Our own festival. Uh, Chupacabra actually puts on a throwdown. Uh, it's one of the best in South Texas. It's actually the weekend before Frisco Ranch. So there's your tune up right there that's really close. Two weeks ago, we just went to Fort Davis up in the mountains 
in West Texas. That was an interesting time. We've never been up there before. Learned a few different things. Hempstead Watermelon Festival is a really good one. They had a lot of good cooks in Houston as well. And I love cooking in Concan, Texas. There's a cook-off on the river. You basically park your trailer in front of your cabin, and you just, what, how many steps to the river? It like, may be 50 feet to the river. Feet to the river. So I stay in my bathing suit or my pajamas all day, cook, turn in, and the award ceremony, we're in the river. So it's fantastic. I love Concan. Here, here's a funny little story with her. So <laughs> we, uh, we were to cook off one time, and we were, didn't have high hopes for any of our meats. Well, it turned out we got all the way down to the last call, and we said that if that meat hits first place, I'm going to jump in the river with all my clothes on. The next thing you know, I had to jump in the river with all my clothes on because I had first place. So she kind of picked it up from there. So we kind of have a running bet. Anytime we're near water, whether it be a splash pad, a kiddie pool or whatever, she has to jump in the river with her clothes on. And that's how she celebrates. And even a, a kid's splash pad. Yeah, the kids one time we were at an event and the kids were like, why is that well, lady in the like, splash pad? Lady? Here I am in the splash pad with a trophy. <laughs> I love that. That's great. It's a good tradition right there. Well, that's great. So then what else, you know, the one thing that I like to go back to, and I know you said starting out, you did a class, Jackie, right? And you actually did it with mama. Was that with the mama and papas? Yes, I did. My very first class with is with was with my favorite person in the entire world, <laughs> Clarence Joseph. People call him CJ. I call him Papa, sometimes Big Papa. I love him to death. Uh, he, Tim, uh, signed me up for his barbecue class back in Mother's Day. And sure enough, we always kept tabs. He, we'll text each other. And I texted him when we were at the cook-off. I showed him pictures, and he was, like, giving me a thumbs up, you know, patting the back, doing great, mama. And sure enough, I did really – that's when I GC. Yeah, that's what I you GC. Pleasanton that day. And, um, he's a super great guy. You know, he's got that YouTube channel. He's always cooking something. And, and, you know, he's always there for a ball of laughs. Yes. And he was actually at Uvalde with us the day. Of yeah. No, and, yeah. and we and we just I just talked to them uh, last week. So, okay. yeah, they're, 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 yeah, they already we, we talked to them. They're, they're a great couple. They're, they're a lot yeah, of fun. Whenever Jackie took her class, I, I was there at the class with her. And he's like, why are you here? You already have GCs. I'm like. <laughs> She didn't want to come by herself, so I had to go sit there in the back. I don't like being by myself. <laughs> uh, I have one last question for you. Find, what's the one thing that you wish someone had told you when you were starting out in the barbecue world? Have fun in what you're doing and enjoy it. And if it's not fun, then it's becoming work, and then it's time to take a break. So enjoy yourself while you can. Yeah, That's good. I would say don't be afraid to fail because – what happens when you fall? You, you just get up. You know, there's always another cook-off. There's no need to fret over spilled milk. There's just keep going, keep trying. Don't give up. Take your notes. It'll happen. Take a class. Yep. Take mama and papa's class. There you go. <laughs> and GC, the next next event. <laughs> it, it works for me. <laughs> What's coming up? Where can we find you? Is there any websites or links or anything like that? Well. Mm -hmm. I, I'm here 
here lately, I've been partnered up with MMA Creative, which is with World Food Championships. And they signed me up as a super chef uh, to do Sam's demonstration, food demonstrations for, gosh, every, every weekend, every weekend. And but that, that's, I'm, that's her. That's, that's me. me. I'm just in the background. I'm just the truck driver. So, <laughs> so WFC has me busy on the weekends doing food demonstrations for Sam's Club. And I love it. I, I talk about my recipes with club members they love the recipes it's simple it's all of sam's products over the summer though our plans are just to stay out of the heat i think right right we're kind of kind of like on a break right now the yeah. next month or so texas has been extremely hot a lot of cooks kind of take a break in the summertime yeah but uh that's not saying the cook off stop they just kind of take a break and then when do you start back up in like the fall we'll probably start back up towards the end of the august we're going to be going to, I know the one we have on the calendar right now is the Dan, Danny Deets Memorial Cook-Off the first weekend in September, I think, uh, 8th and 9th. And that's a KCBS event. That's going to be our tune-up for the American Royal. And then we're back home for a week or two, and then we're off to the Royal. And then starting when we come back from the Royal, there's events October, November, December, all the way up to the week before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, we, that's go, about, yeah, we go hard towards the Fall. The fall. Yeah, we do a lot of fall events, but it's just meeting all these different people that are out there. And, and you know, it, it, their barbecue committee community is a great group of family people. If you need something, they're always there to help you guys. Uh, you know, I forgot this. I forgot that. Can I have some of this? And a lot of the times you have enough that you can share something with you, but you're not going to give them your secret ingredient, but you're still <laughs> going to help. Them. I love it. I love it. Well, guys, thank you you for your time great talking to you good luck with everything and 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 coming into the fall here good luck with all your contests good luck at the american royal uh this oh, fall. thank you very much barbecue three two one barbecue three two one Thank you for listening to Barbecue 321 Pitmaster Interviews. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, subscribe to the podcast or check out BBQ321.com. 